In this episode, we covered the Campeón de Campeones after Tigres defeated Pachuca. We preview the upcoming season with the home opener against Puebla and the team news at the moment. Hope you enjoy the episode. What up, everybody? We're back on another episode of the La U Times podcast. Got my friend Dennis here. How we doing, bro? Dude. As I mentioned on my episode that I just dropped on my feed last night, I don't know how I'm functioning because as I was telling you before we started recording, I've been traveling like a madman um, with camps and weddings and all that. But finally home, getting into a routine, and it's good to be back in the swing of recording uh, multiple episodes in a day like I have today. So it's good to, good to be back and feeling good. It's good that you have a, a great voice for the microphone, bro. Because if not, I'm sure oh, it would be exhausting. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Calm down over there, man. Calm down. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we have a big topic to discuss. We started off with some hardware already. You know, the eighth title wasn't enough for Tigres and this old veteran squad, as people like to call it. Um, Campeón de campeones. Beat Pachuca 2-1 to one this past Sunday out in uh, Dignity Health Park, which where LA Galaxy plays. I remember which going they gotta a few get years out, They got to get out of that. They got to get Dude, out of that. Dude, it's, it's, it's such a shitty stadium. It's what, like 17,000 people? Well, it's not even that. Like, it doesn't look that great. But also, it's like, that's a huge L for the league. Like, you put that thing anywhere in Texas, like we were talking about in our little group thread the other day. I don't know if you caught that. But we were like, just put it literally anywhere. Like you could put it here in Dallas, you could put it in Austin, you could put it in Houston, and it would sell out because of just how close it is. Why, why do you think that is? Was there an actual official statement as to why they picked LA a few years back or when they started? It? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure somebody said it in the group thread of like maybe because they just think it's always going to be like Chivas or America or Cruz Azul or Pumas that they'll just, you know be willing to go to LA but like none of those teams have really been there like in that yeah. in that game so I don't See, know I, it's weird if I had to like reflect on it I thought it, it was going to be uh because you know like I they host the ESPYs in LA too and I thought that maybe because of the Ballon de Oro award ceremony it's like oh, okay let's take it to the states go make some money and right and that makes sense of like doing both of those things at once and having the ceremony in LA that totally makes a lot of sense but as far as the game goes like literally like you put it any of those three stadiums that we have here those MLS stadiums and we you're going to talk- get people to show up we got to talk to Lou to make sure he sends an email to the commissioner of the federal. Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> so now, when Usman gets the best goalkeeper award, um, Andre Pierginak gets the goal of the year with the Cordova. Um, he went in the ball back, oh. nutmeg, beautiful cross, volley, uh, to score against Pumas. So two awards for Tigres the prior night before the game, and then a 2-1 victory to take the fourth Campeón de Campeones? Yes. So let's start there. So the lineup that we put out was Guido Pizarro in his new role at center back. It seems like that's going to be his position now under Siboldi. Uh, Diego Reyes 
over Samir. That was surprising and not surprising at the same time with how Diego Reyes ended the season. Angulo, Javier Aquino, Carioca Vigón, Nando Gorreran in front of them, Fulgencio on the right wing, line, uh, not Linus, Quiñones, and Andre Pierre Gignac. What did you think about that lineup? I thought it was fine. I think everybody did their job uh, watching the game. I was watching it on my phone on the car ride back from Brownsville on Sunday. So there's a couple moments where, you know, service went out. So had to rewind and all that. But every everybody looked okay. You, you can tell that there's still some rust to be uh, taken off, uh, some vacation wheels that we got to, you know, take off. But I thought everybody did fine. I, I like Reyes and Pizarro again. I mean, we saw that in uh, in both legs, I think, of the final, right? Or was it just like two um, at Guadalajara? Um, I, I, liked, I liked it. It's weird not having Samir there, but I'm curious to see with, especially with League's Cup, how Siboldi like tinkers with that. Does the restriction on how many foreign guys you can have, is that going to bleed over in the League's Cup? My immediate is, guess would be no. Because it, it's got to be just like Conca Champions, right? Like, yeah. To where that rule doesn't apply. So you can get away with that even easier, you know, in that scenario. I think in this scenario with being a Liga MX thing, it's harder because you got to adhere to that rule and whatnot. But that Carioca and and V God uh, did their thing in midfield like they like they have been the last few games. They've been together and I thought the only dud was Fulgencio. Um and I've right. been very pro get him off my team for a long time and he did nothing to make me want to change that on Sunday. He was definitely the the weak link. I, I thought Quinones was fine. I I was actually impressed with the way that he, you know, pass throughout the game doing short passes his crossing was a little bit more improved and and Gignac was you know a little rusty but once he gets his shooting boots back on like we know that he can and will it'll be fine so I thought it was it was pretty good and also you know playing against Pachuca's I don't know B slash C team I mean I couldn't even recognize like half of the guys on their starting 11 but it worked I mean, out they, for us they sold like half their squad bro yeah. Like yeah. they over the last two seasons they've made like 40 50 million dollars on on sales. Yeah. So I wasn't you know, I don't want to sound like overconfident knew that we were going to win the game, but I I definitely knew we had a, a big chance of uh possibly obtaining that championship or that campeon the campeones cup. Um there's two things that stick out to me from that lineup selection. You know, Fulgencio is definitely not it, just like you mentioned. He's going to – we need a winger um, because if not – Mexican winger. A Mexican winger because if not, that's going to be Diego Linus. And the only thing with that is that Diego Linus didn't have a preseason because that stupidity of Diego Coca's selection of the squad with three different phases of, of players, that was weird. Didn't have a preseason with Tigres. Didn't really get to play in those friendly games with Mexico under Coca. Leaves the, the national team because he wasn't selected for the Gold Cup and the Nations League. And then now replaces Sebastián Córdoba, which we sort of knew that was going to happen. Córdoba played a lot of minutes at the end of the season and helping us win the championship. 
So the thing for me is like, okay, Gold Cup's over. Does Diego Linus even get playing time with the national team? You know, is he going to be in rhythm to be our starter? Most likely not. So that makes Fulgencio the natural uh, selection there at the right winger spot, unless Iwoldi goes with Diente Lopez there. So that to me is a, it's a, it's a concern. Obviously, we're the defending champs, so, you know, it's a lot easier to be in a, in a more patience mood, like we talked about it in the last pod. But I think the right winger spot or the, you know, a left winger spot, because we know Quinones can switch sides easily, it's going to be our, don't want to say our weak link, but it's going to be the most concerning area for the team to function, I think. Yeah. And I think if we want to have, because I think I agree with you that Diente is probably the better option there, especially Rayful. But then you have to, you know, adjust, especially in league games, you know, to the foreigner rule. So what do you switch out of that? And part of me thinks, like, how do you switch the midfield up? You know, like, somebody's going to have to get dropped, I think, in that scenario. Um, whether it's – it's probably Goriaran, to be honest. And you try yeah. to bring in, I don't know, Fierro or a new guy's name that I'm totally blanking on Pisuto. right now. Yes, Pisuto, thank you. Well, we got some minutes. Yeah, he got some minutes and got a trophy. Yeah. Can't say that about a bunch of other guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Rayados, haven't done anything. Uh, <laughs> what, dude, that's like, I think I talked about it in the pod last week too. And I mentioned it. It was like, the to me, the, the, the natural player who's going to have to come off the bench, if everyone's healthy, obviously, and Cordova is on the squad and fit, is Nando. I think that Vigon has looked better with Carioca in a more box to box role than Nando has. And I don't think Nando has gotten as many chances as Vigon with Carioca there, but I think this season could be the season where he gets more chances there, especially because we know Cordova is going to play behind Gignac. And so Nando's probably the odd man out, if I had to guess immediately. Um, but again, Diego Reyes, does he get the nod over uh, Samir Caetano the rest of the way? Aquino over Garza? Those are yeah. the, the, the positions where, you know, it's the competition is going to be very important. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to that center back, you know, competition, that's tough because with Pizarro kind of floating back there now, it makes it a lot tougher for Samir to kind of crack in as long as Reyes is in form, which you'd never thought you'd say or think about with Samir, who has been unbelievable has barely put in a wrong foot ever since he got here from Watford. And it, now it kind of feels like he's the odd man now. I'm sure there's got to be a way where you can you can change that, though. I'm sure there's got to be some way you can switch the formation up to even have Samir Reyes like, be that. I would like to see a little bit of rotation to where Pizarro's not playing every single game um, in every single competition, you know? Like, I mentioned it the other day that in League's Cup, like, give me a Reyes... Uh, Samir center back duo what MLS team is going to get through that you know what I'm saying so mm -hmm. I would love something like that just to, to give Pizarro a little bit of rest and also just to you know keep the competition up there and I think that's going to be the most important thing for Siboldi to handle moving forward especially with the amount of games that we're going to have uh, in the semester you know from the Leagues Cup, Liga MX and then the other uh, Campeones Cup against LAFC. 
is, you know, make sure Ibanez gets minutes because he scored a goal on Sunday. You know, beautiful header, diving header, Palomita. Um, Diente Lopez gets his minutes. Samir gets his minutes over Reyes. Nando with Bigon and Carioca in the middle. Pisuto now in the mix. Fierro in the mix. So I think that for me, that's going to be the most important thing. And he's proved it, right? Like he's, he rotated to end the season and get us that eighth championship. So I'm not really super concerned, but I think it's going to be very important because, you know, Diente Lopez decided to stay. He decided to refuse any offers. You know, Lou mentioned it on the pod last week. I mean, it was probably a conversation he had with his fellow countrymen, Siboldi, and asked for a, a chance to earn a role and like demonstrate that he has what it takes to possibly even earn a renewal. Maybe that's not going to happen because that's probably what the board is not thinking that. But, you know, who knows? We weren't expecting Carioca and Reyes to get renewals and they got them. So yeah, anything can happen. But I think uh, it's a little sour how uh, the situation ended with Igor, even though like I was keen on him leaving and being the guy, odd, odd, odd man out and the one that was sacrificed. It kind of sucks. And I mentioned in the group thread today, you know, Jordi Caicedo and Igor Lishnovsky is still training with the squad, knowing that they're not part of the squad. I, I, I wish there was a better way to handle that. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's nobody's fault other than, like, the league just wants to be, like, really nosy about that um, and wants to implement that. Like, what other league is doing that, you know? Like, just get rid of that stupid rule and everybody would be better off for it. I understand, like, growing Mexican players, but also nobody's really doing that anyway. So besides Pachuca. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously after that, earning that win, like I mentioned, the Campeones Cup, which we're the only Mexican team to have won that when we beat Toronto and back in 2018, maybe. Yeah, 18, 19, something yeah, like that. I think. Back when you know Michael Bradley was on the squad. I think Jovinko was on the squad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorio, they had a nice squad. So we ended up beating them. I think Duena scored a goal starting at left back. Or I left think wing back. it was Duena's and was it Guido that scored? Maybe, but I just I, remember I Tuca. So. Tuca, it's when Tuca was like so keen on starting Duena's anywhere on the pitch. Right. And he was, he started at the left wing back spot, bro. And he made a run up the left flank and he got a goal in. And I was like, oh, my God, Duenas, like, even though he was one of my, I don't want to say favorite, but he was a player that I really liked because everything he gave us, I think he, he was very underrated when he played with Carioca in that 2017 championship against Reyes mm-hmm. that whole season. And then playing at the right back spot and left back spot, right mid, left mid, wherever he placed him, like, he did his role. And so it was, it was just so odd to, like, be so uh, persistent on playing him. And, you know, he definitely – Delivered on multiple occasions, not to mention the championship against America. Yo, okay, so I just pulled up that starting 11 from that game. Give it to me. Okay, so we played a back five, right? Oh. So we played Duenas, Torres Nilo, Juninho, Uayala, and Chaka, okay? And then we had Guido and Rafa uh, in the midfield as defensive mids. And then Zelarayan, like, started and played in front of both of them. And then Vargas and and APG were up front. And then looking at Toronto's uh, lineup, Bradley played center back that night. I don't mm. know why, but for some reason he did. And they had yeah, Giovinco, they had Altador. Uh, we brought in uh, Valencia and 
Sosa later into that game. Wow. Duena scored two goals, actually. Oh, both are his. <laughs> well, we won 3-1. The other one was an own goal, like two minutes after his second one, but he scored the first two. Oh, wow. I thought it was a 2-1 victory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we're the only ones that won it. Um, after that, I think, and I think it was the first one. That was the first. Yes, uh, that was the first one. And then after that, uh, Atlanta beat America. And then there wasn't one in the COVID year. And then New York Colum- City? Columbus beat Cruz Azul. And then last year, New York City beat uh, Atlas. Atlas. That sounds yeah. right. Yep. So we're back in this game against LAFC. We get a little rematch after we're not, didn't get in Conca. So that's going to be in September. Um, I'm not sure if I'm very excited about it, but why not? Let's just go out and get it. Um, like I said, I think that the most beautiful thing that Tigres can do and the most like productive thing as a brand is to make sure they establish as much as possible in the United States. And so any hardware that you play against MLS team is going to help the brand because again, like I mentioned before, having Gignac and all these high caliber players, you know, it just allows the media and the, and the, and the common fan of the MLS to associate Tigres as one of the elite teams and also with the least cup coming in. So let's get it. Yeah, I'm in. I want to go. Like, actually, I, I yeah. looked at flights already, and they're not that expensive. Hey, that, I might, I might join you on that, brother. You already, you already joined me going to Portland, so I might have to join you on that one as well. Come on, let's do it. So moving on, Dennis, we, we're having some uh, still some rumors um, lurking around the team. The newest rumor today, uh, or as of last night, was Jorge Sanchez right back. Uh, America product, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he was with anybody else before that. So America product goes to Ajax um, with fellow countryman Edson Alvarez. And Soon to be Borussia Dortmund player, Edson yeah, Alvarez. Very interesting move, I think, on that, on that end. Um, so Jorge Sanchez, what are your thoughts about that possible rumor? Is that a player that we need? Is What do you think? I don't think it's a player that we need, you know. I think it would just be a flex, honestly. I I could see a role for him here, but he hasn't been really that great over the last year. He had one good game, I think, at the World Cup. That game against Poland, I thought he was really solid. But it wasn't that great against Argentina. I don't remember much of his play, if he played that uh, Saudi Arabia game. But his club form hasn't been great either. So, I mean, I would much rather, you know, try to find a winger. I mean, I know we've been linked to Vega, and we're going to talk about somebody even bigger than Vega, I think, here in a second, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, which, spoiler alert, don't see that happening. But that's a whole, well, wait till we actually talk about him. But I, I don't know. I feel like we're okay. It just kind of hampers more the development of uh Chewy and of uh Loronia, which Loronia already doesn't get enough minutes and Chewy is kind of back and forth with Aquino um in that role as well. So it it would just stuff them down the pecking order even more and kind of kind of a little pointless. I don't know. I'm with you. I think it's pointless. Edgar mentioned it on his on his Twitter timeline and you know the only way, like the only way he would see it, is to get at the whole rest of the league for bringing another Mexican player back. 
which I'm down with. I'm always down for the hate uh, from the rest of the country on Tigres. Um, but I think it's pointless. I think that it's not needed. So it's a position that's well covered with Chuy Garza, Aquino, and even Loronia, who doesn't even get the playing time, like you said. So I'm out on that move. Um, like I said, not necessary. But there's other players who are more interested in, and you kind of hinted at it. My fellow uh, Mexican countryman who holds the same last name as me, my boy Chucky Lozano. Um, Napoli mentioned he's on he's on the you know on, on the market, and I don't know how true the fifteen million dollar is of you know his potential sale. I think that helps, like Alfred pointed out in the group thread, and it helps us or the Mexican league to definitely bring down those prices on all these Mexican players. There's no way Alexis Vega is $12 million and Roberto Heck Alvarado no. is $10 million. Heck no. Alvarado's like not even a million in my eyes. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so for a player like, you know, Chucky, Chucky Lozano's caliber to be $15 million, that seems like a very feasible uh, transaction for Tigres to make. Whether that happens or not, what are your thoughts on it? I just don't see a world, and now that I say this, it's going to happen, but I just don't see a world in, he, in which he comes back to Mexico already. Like, I don't think playing in Napoli and then winning the Italian League like in year three or four is like the peak for him, right? Like, he's linked to other clubs. Like, he's linked to Manchester United. He's linked to my Liverpool He's linked to other teams. Saudi in, Arabian uh, teams? I think a couple of Saudi Arabian teams, mm -hmm. too. Um, I thought I saw something about a German league uh, team wanting him as well. If I'm him, like, I'm staying in Europe, like, no questions asked. Like, he's still in a, a great age for his career and I think still has a lot more to give on, on that side of the world. Um, but if if he comes here, like, Sign me up. Like, he would be incredible on this team. Uh, he would solve a lot of our problems on the wing. Obviously, you won't have to give up a foreign spot, and it would be another Bomba, which we're, we're the kings of the Bombas the last seven, eight years. So it would be great, but I just don't see it happening right now. Like, maybe in, like, a couple years. Maybe. Maybe after 26, after that World Cup cycle is over, I could see him coming back to Mexico. But I don't see that happening right now. See, I was with you as I first heard of the rumor, but as I reflected on it more and I was thinking about the 15 million, you know, if it's true, if that sale price is true. Um, and then just thinking what we gave Florian Tuvon in wages. I mean, I mean, it's a. It's not far-fetched. It's possible. It's definitely possible. I mean, Semex money doesn't run out, so it's definitely possible financially. And, you know, I think Tigres has something to offer. And, you know, especially with, you know, the League's Cup, like I mentioned, and then the, the CONCACAF 2024, which is a must win for Tigres. They didn't, you know, I was just having a conversation with my uncle and, you know, I'm glad that we won the eighth title in, in the league, but that CONCACAF would have rep would have done so much for Tigres, more so than for Leon, especially because, you know, what it, what they got, which was the 2024 admission, the 2025 admission, 
And then if at all the rumors pays out with, uh, I think it's like an Interamericana Cup with the Libertadores Cup versus Leon. Not sure how how true that's going to be, but if that actually works out, like that's that's a lot for you know for a brand of Tigres to capitalize on, and that's something I don't think the Leon brand is going to capitalize as much as the Tigres would have. So. But then you think about the 2024 World Cup and what it means. I'm sorry, the 2024 Club World Cup and what it means to get into the 2025 Club World Cup and then followed by the 2026 actual World Cup. I think they guys have something to argue or like present to Chucky as far as, you know, project from the sporting side. And obviously financially, like he's it's going to be the best pay of his of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he goes to the Premier League. Genuinely, like I could see him, and I'm not saying this just because I'm a fan of the team, but I definitely see a world in which he fits at Liverpool because he would back up Mohamed Salah, and Liverpool does not have like a true backup for Salah at this moment. I think he would fit that role really well. However, they need to buy midfielders first before buying anybody else. So I don't know how realistic that is either. But I definitely see your point. Um especially with that Conca champions point, like, oh my gosh, we have to win it next year. Like, can you imagine all the eyes that would be on us in 2025 here in the United States, mind you, now that they've officially announced that it's going to be here, like to have the, the same eyes that are probably watching Messi in Miami now, like to have them watch us, you know, like that's going to be a big deal. So yeah, I'm I'm with you there. And I definitely could see the, you know, the, the presentation being made to Chucky of like, hey, this is what we could achieve together if you come here. Um, let's make it happen. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I would percentage I really, wise. Give me a percentage of actually happening. Gosh. Uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna go low, probably like twenty, honestly. I I just don't see how he wants to leave Europe right now. And it would be kind of a bummer if he did, because it just continues to trend of Mexican players not sticking around in Europe long enough and coming back to get their money in Mexico, which is a bummer. So it is a bummer for the national team. It ain't a bummer for us. That is true. true. (laughs) Yeah. But I see your point. I'm, I'm leaning more towards a 35% chance. Yeah. 35, 40, somewhere around there. I think it's great. That's fair. Close to like it's it's convincing effort for sure. I think that he definitely takes the meeting. He definitely listens to us, and I don't see how the board and Culebro don't do it. I think it's a must. Like you have to try. You know, you did it with Linus. You did it with um, every other player who's came back from Mexico. Uh, Aquino, uh, Omar Bravo back in you know back when he scored zero goals for us. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, so I think it's possible, but I'm with you. I don't think it's a highly likely to happen, but it would be a wonderful time for Chucky Lozano to play at Tigres. But we mentioned the other two guys who are rumored, Alexis Vega and Roberto Alvarado, which I don't think Chivas would be dumb enough to sell them. I think uh, maybe Alexis Vega, possibly with you know him taking a – a more diminished role on the squad and then his injury prone. Uh, and then the rumor now that they're linking Eric Gutierrez to uh, Chivas. So I don't think yeah. Chivas, if they weren't 
as down to sell him in the past, I think they might be more down now. So any of those two guys that you for sure would like on the squad, do you see any other uh, winger that we can get in the market in Mexico? Or do you think that we're going to roll it, roll through without uh, any of those guys? I'm going to be honest. I don't know too much about any other people on the market currently. I'm not as in tune as I feel like I could be there. But if I had to pick between Vega and Alvarado, I'm one thousand million percent taking Alexis Vega over Alvarado. Like I, I genuinely don't understand what Alvarado does well. Like I've never been impressed by his play um in any sort of capacity, whether for Chivas or for the national team. And Vega at least has shown flashes here and there, um, especially at the World Cup uh six months ago where he can, you know, he can give you flares. He can give you good moments here and there. But obviously his injury history since then has been, you know, something you can't overlook. So has he would, ever has he ever been a top five player in the league in your eyes? Probably not. Probably top ten at some point. May you can maybe, maybe make the argument, but not top five. Um but he would solve again that that problem of, of needing a, a Mexican uh winger. Um so if we like if we spend like five million and th- that even may be a little too much but like if we top out at five million and get him for that big of a fee or that amount of a fee i'd be down you know it would be my favorite but i'd be down yeah i think it's it's been said that his uh release clause is like 10 mil which is absurd yeah <laughs> absurd for sure i i, I rate him more in the seven to eight mill with the market in Mexico, like in reality of his talent level. Um, I just think he would be a great fit at Tigres. I think that, you know, he gets along well with the players on the squad that we have. And, you know, in a, in a more um, team effort role, I think he would thrive with Tigres, especially with Gignac up front and Maitro Quiñones on the other side of which him and Quiñones are really good friends from their time at Toluca. Yeah. And, I think it just gives you that ultimate depth to have the wingers with Linus and Diente Lopez and that's role that he can be used that time, even Fulgencio. So it, it really does put the squad above, you know, the level that you we, they finished out, which was a championship. Yeah. And especially in this upcoming year with, all the stuff that we're doing. And you guys talked about this last week, so I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse, but you know, with the importance now of leaks cup, like you guys talked about last week, like I think if a month ago we were like, okay, like, you know, we can have fun and play some younger guys or whatever. And now it's like, let's go freaking win this thing. Let's go as far as we can. Let's see if we get the dream matchup of, of playing, uh, Messi and now Busquets, mind you, uh, and probably Jordi Alba. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a, you know, potential quarter semi final, however it works out, like sign me up for that. Like all the eyes that would be on us would be great. Um, then again, Miami is in shambles right now. So realistically, that's probably not going to happen, but even still like the concept of it still remains the same in my eyes. Is there, um, I mean, I have my answer already, but, I want to hear what you got to say about it. You know, we talk about the Messi thing with the Leafs Cup. Is there a more high-profile match for the media in both countries than Gignac versus Messi? 
I don't think there is, especially now that, uh, I mean, I, I think about the other teams in the league. I mean, America does for, for the fan base. Sure. Right. And then but players, Gignac, but like player, no, like Gignac is so marketable. You guys thought about this last week as well. Like anytime you read an MLS piece about, you know, whether it's a Campeones Cup matchup preview or this thing or that thing. Like, I remember the Orlando game in Coca Champions earlier in the year. Who was on the graphic? Who was the first name that they mentioned from Digitas? It was always APG. It was never anybody else. It was always APG. And so, you put that on a on a graphic of, like, both of those guys, like, on the same thing, promoting that potential game. Like, that's that's a home run for both teams, for both leagues, honestly, for people who care about the sport here and there, like it, it's a win for everybody, you know, like I really can't think of anybody else that attracts that much, you know, Mm-mm. eyes like from a star player perspective than, than Andre does, especially now that Funes Mori like has, is not coming back to Rayados, which what is the deal behind that? Like, I, I know, Rayados is our rival and all that, but I don't know what happened there. Did they just like say peace out? I have no idea, bro. Or what? I think it's just because they're in our shadows and like they're trying to do everything they can to uh, figure out to get ahead, and they have to clean house. That's but that would be my immediate guess. Yeah, but I'm not gonna give you those guys time on on our podcast. Yeah. Um, Hey, forty points though. Forty. Forty points. points. We can exchange that that, those for some uh, airtime here on the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> um anyways moving on uh we got the puebla game coming up first game of the season this saturday we're back it'll uh, be rowdy yeah volcano is going to be popping uh receiving the champions and you know we uh a more weaker puebla team puebla got rid of some players this off season yeah they always do, but they always find a way to bring some players back and they always make them work. But I feel like this this season, you know, it might be the weakest version that we've seen of them in a while. Um, obviously, too early to tell how we're going to look and everything. You know, we obviously had a game this past Sunday. So, realistically, probably rolls with the same lineup. Yeah, maybe. I would like to see a little bit of rotation, uh, personally. I would like to see, selfishly, would like to get Samir, uh, get some minutes and, you know, starting minutes at least, and maybe maybe give Nando some rest and, you know, try to bring in somebody else. Is Cordova's not going to be back for this no, game? I think right? Cordova's going to be out. Honestly, he might be back like week two, but yeah. you got to remember the the season stops after. Uh, Week three. The third right? game. So, yeah, then we go to Leagues Cup. So, realistically, I think they're going to hold them out to the Leagues Cup. Okay. And we've got, I mean, we've got Juarez on uh, week two and then Leon that third week. So Damn, Leon already, bro? Yeah. Well, they get it out of the way, right? Um, Yeah, I, it's probably going to be the same lineup. I would like to see somebody else that's not Fulgencio, though, like in that left wing spot. Maybe you switch Guignones back and then try to figure out a way to put Diente on one of the wings. Honestly, I, I think I'd rather like that than, than Rayful. And 
it's been thrown out in the group chat too. You know, could also try Chuy Garza there. Uh, yeah, I, that too. I think he also needs to get a, a shot at it. I could definitely see that happening in League's Cup. I could see Chewy, maybe not in the Portland game, but maybe the San Jose game. I think that's a realistic thing that could happen. Yeah. But who knows? Well, predictions for uh, home opener of the season? Three zip. Wow. I like that. I'm going to up you one. I think it's four zip. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm, it. I'm fully, like it. I'm fully confident. I, I, the, you know, after this game on Sunday and then, you know, like I said, the championship and just overall, I think that we are going to be there again, whether we win it again, that's who knows. But like Geniac said, um, after the game with the Campeones Cup, you know, they're going to try to win all of them. You know, they're, they might not be able to, but they're definitely going to try. And I think that yeah. that's something that the fan base and even the media are going to have to respect and acknowledge that this team knows how to win in big moments and with these guys aging like everyone's been talking about i think that these guys know that the role is that you know they're in a, they're they're not sprinting them you know they're they're jogging the marathon yeah I, let me ask you this hypothetically speaking okay would you be okay with not winning the league but winning Campeones Cup and Leagues Cup to kind yeah. of make up for it. You want all three? I want all yeah. three. Yeah. I think it's realistic because of how the schedule plays out. You know, that's how we started the conversation before this past season started with, uh, what was it? It was the Liga, the CONCACAF. And what was the other thing? Oh, then it was the Leagues Cup. So we yeah. talked all those three. So we were thinking two out of three, you know, maybe all three, but we ended up getting the most important one, I think. Yeah, in terms of value, right? But you know, what we like we talked about brand wise, I think that the Concacaf would have helped us a lot. Sure. Now, I don't, I don't think I would trade the league for the League's Cup or the Campeones Cup. Give me, give me the league, and give me the League's Cup. But I think the most probable thing is we get the game against LAFC, and you know, another shot at the league in Liga MX. Yeah, I, I think we have a good shot against L.A. just because they're kind of in a weird state right now. I mean, they're still, like, second place on the West, but they have definitely not been super great, I they would look, say. They uh, looked terrible against Leon, too. Oh, they looked horrible. I mean, they got outclassed and yeah. outcoached in so many ways. In both games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I would – uh. I would love all three. I think it's realistic, especially with how the schedule plays out and League's Cup, like, not interfering with the league. Like, I think that's a very realistic, like, objective to to get all three. Absolutely. Well, looks like uh, that's all for today, folks. It was uh, great having you on, Dennis. Great combo. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Looking forward to our trip, which is uh, coming up sooner. Yeah. Few weeks from now. Yeah, I'm so excited. So definitely gonna have a good time there. Get some content. You know, maybe do some uh, recording while we're up there. But yeah, um, I'll bring my stuff, bro. I'll, yeah, I'll bring all my all my gear. I'm excited yeah. to try your food. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I'm excited about, actually. Yeah, we'll definitely have a little carnita asada while we're there. Oh, oh come on now! Woohoo! Come on now! <laughs> 
Well, everybody, thanks for listening and tuning in. We appreciate your time and uh, we hope you enjoy this episode and uh, we'll see you after the Puebla victory. Ciao.